friends, welcome to The Index, a sacred love podcast. I'm your host, Dr. A. This is a platform for our community to share our stories of healing and resiliency. We're going to talk a lot about purpose and personal accountability here. So thank you so much for joining us today. Hey, friends. Welcome back to the index. So join me and welcome in Delvin to um, our community. So Delvin, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you, thank you. Um, you know, when you sent me the uh, the message, I you know, and asked you know me to join the podcast, I was super excited because anytime I have an opportunity to uh, explain what I do and what I'm doing in the community, I'm I'm all for it. So um, again, my name is Delvin Rogers. Um, I'm actually a K through five uh, teacher, um, and I work at a school in Sunrise, Florida, uh, Sun, uh, Franklin Academy. So uh, I teach basic skills and communications, uh, and that's to you know the little ones to the fifth graders, uh, and also outside of that, I have an initiative uh, which is uh, Calm, which is uh, control anger, limit madness. And that is basically an, an initiative uh, to help youth understand anger management. And with that, you know, I just want youth to understand that, you know, it's okay to be angry. However, you know, you have to have that full self-control, you know, to be able to, you know, continue life and do things that you need to do on a positive note. Uh, so that's what I do on the, on the side. And um, it's been successful so far. And I'm just trying to continue to grow. You know, um, I, I see the lines of integration definitely between the work that you do, um, you know, as an educator with, um, you know, the K to 12 classroom with communications and then with the anger management, right? So I can't wait to, but I can't wait to get into how you got into that work with Calm. But before we do that, um, you know, our in, in our community, we like to talk about values and stuff like that, right? So let's let's get into like your values before we get into how you got, you know, into calm. Okay, okay. So I mean, my values is, you know, always, always do your best, you know, so I'm always striving to do that on a daily basis, you know, whatever I uh, uh, put forth, I try and do it, you know, at a at a maximum at best you know, and not uh, give up so easily, you know, because things happen, but you want to uh, be the type of person to where you never give up. And that's whether I'm teaching kids or the initiative that I have, I just always want to use those values of always being a, uh, a person of good character, uh, a confident person, um, and just, you know, always try and do my best. And I, and I give the same things to my students, you know, don't be so comfortable with just doing the bare minimum, always strive to do uh, above and beyond. And, you know, uh, I always tell them people are always watching, you know, yeah. so you always want to uh, do things at a, at a maximum 100%, you know, because you never know who's looking. Right. And right. I, you know, and aside from teaching them that, I also want to walk that same line. So I believe in that uh, wholeheartedly. Yeah, yeah, I appreciate you sharing that with us. And I think that's such a great example for your students, right? For them to see you um, walk in the example that you, you know, or be in the example, right, to them. So I appreciate you doing that. Um, but here's the thing, here's the thing. There's a reason why you're so passionate about students, right? Um, so what, what I've realized is that 
a lot of us that's really passionate about um, our work, it's because somehow it's tied to our story, right? Mm-hmm. And um, that's why we decide, you know what, I want to be an example to X population. And we pick very specific populations because mm-hmm. somehow it tug- tugs at our, our heartstrings. So um, I'm pretty sure you have a story that's worth telling because I think everybody have a story that's worth telling. So what's your story? Tell us how, tell, tell us how you got here. Right, right. Um, well, I think working with students, you know, that goes back to, I guess, my childhood because according to my mom and my brother, that's something that I've always said as a, as a young kid. I, you know, I want to work with, with kids. I want to be a teacher. I myself can't remember saying that, but by them telling me that, I just, okay, well, this is something that I, you know, that I was meant to do. But looking back on it, it's interesting because the only jobs that I've had, you know, uh, in younger adulthood and, you know, much older has always been working with kids. And it's not that I didn't apply myself or, you know, want to get into other things. It just always gravitated towards working with kids, you know, and as much as I wanted to kind of pull away from that, let's say, for instance, you know, as teachers, you don't get paid, you know, you're just due. But I would always want to try and move away from that. Let me find something else to do that may pay me X amount of dollars more. And it just wouldn't work out. You know, I, I either would not get it or I'm not qualified for that or what, what have you. And the teaching or working with kids would always fall into place. It would just always fall into my lap. And I'm like, just that's just what it's meant to be. You know, so let me just stop running away from it and just embrace it you know, and put my all into it and work with kids on different, different levels and just go with it and, and, and not try and run from it. You know, it's yeah. just, you, you can't, you can't, you can't run from what, what God has uh, for you. You, you, yeah. you can't yeah. run from it. Right. And that, that's what I was going to um, ask. I was going to ask you, you know, I, you know, do you, if you think the direction that you're taking right now is something that was destined for you because it sounds like no matter how much you tried to run away from it, you were pulled back. You know, there's some type of magnetic force saying, nah, you got to work with the kids. <laughs> so you right, learn right. to follow your passion um, because it's your passion and not because you're chasing money. Right. Oh yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's not, you know, you, you, you want the uh, of course you want a nice, you know, comfortable living and, you know, great salary and things like that. And in due time, you know, you, you get, you know, what you pray for, but you can't really solely go into, especially working with kids and you're looking for a big payday, you know, that's just not going to happen, but you have to, you have to have love and passion for that particular uh, work field, you know, and, and do all you can to, uh, help one or two kids or the community, you know, but you can't look for that big payday, you know, it's just, that's just something that you have to have passion to do. And that's just, that's just where I am at, at this uh, stage in my life with, you know, just working with kids and, and trying to feed them as much information as possible to navigate through um, their lives, you know, young adult, adulthood, and, and so forth and so on. And they just, you know, they need those things, especially our our young black children, they, they need that, you know, and they need to see somebody who's, who was just like them, you know, in terms of age wise and could come back and give them what they need, you know, so they can 
pass it along, you know, because it's, it's, it's hand helping hand, you know, so I'm giving right. them uh, as much information as possible. They, uh, you know, allow that to embed it into their brain, then they can just pass it along and it goes on and on from there. Right. So it, it sounds like you figured it out, man. Um, you know, I was talking to some friends just today and we were talking about, um, you know, if you, the, the saying, if you, um, if you figure out how to make money doing the thing that you love, you'll never work again. Right. And, um, but in order for you to incorporate that mentality, you have to ch stop chasing the dollars. Right, right. Right. And instead you have to chase the, the chase, the purpose and the passion. Right. right. Um, and if you figure out how to do that, then you're, you know, you're likely to be successful doing it. It sounds like you figured that out. Right. That's, right. What, we're, that's what we're hearing. Right. Right. And, and, and let's be honest, you know, when, when, when you're working with people and you have an initiative or whatever it is that you're doing at some point, people are going to start to see, okay, well, he's just doing this for, you know, a payday or uh, whatever he's charging this, that, and other. And he's not really giving, you know, that information that my child may need, you know, and, and, and people take notice of that. And then they start separating themselves from you because you're in it for the money or you're doing different sessions just for money, you know, and right. not the love of it because right. people will see that you have that passion. It, it comes out in your eyes. You, people can see that. Right. You know, right, the way right. you just express what you're feeling about whatever your initiative is, it's going to pour out. Right. And you can and you can't hide that. You, you can't, can't hide it. it. Yeah. OK, so let's talk about how you got into calm. Right. So there was a point of realization that things needed to be done differently. Right. That you needed to do more than just the work you were doing in the classroom. Not that the work you were doing in the classroom wasn't good, but for you, it wasn't enough, right? You clearly wanted to do more. How did you get to that point? I think for years, here, here's the thing. The initiative that I have now, that's been a brainchild of mine for probably 10 years. So I just never did anything with it. And growing up in, in, in South Florida, Miami, Florida, you know, you have situations where there's, you know, a lot of violence, you read about teens getting killed every summer, you know, doing that idle time, school is out, things like that. And you will just see the same continuous story. So it was just like, I need to do something. I, need, I don't know what, but I need to do something because I'm tired of reading it. I'm tired of hearing about it. And, it, and we're talking about young teens getting uh, killed, shot at, things like that. Or, you know, uh, uh, the actual shooters being teenagers, things like that. And it's like, what, what are we doing wrong? What can we do? What can I do? Mm -hmm. So fast forward to, uh, I want to say two years ago, and I did a couple of uh, classes online uh, in terms of certification for anger management. So after I uh, achieved that, I'm like, okay, well, what can I do, you know, with this certificate, you know, and then it just dawned on me, you already, uh, are a teacher, you work in a school, channel your uh, energy towards uh, the youth. Right. Um, and just channel everything that you've done in the past in terms of working with, with youth, just put all that en energy into what you've just achieved and what's the most, uh, what, what's the most, uh, you know, situations that need addressing, what, what, what's needed, you know, 
And I'm like, you, you work in a school and you see these uh, different youth that are just angry, you know, mm -hmm. and have so much frustration built up, you know, let's take that and try and build an initiative to where I'm working with youth. And we try and sit down and, and, and figure out not, you know, in a way of uh, psychiatry, but, you know, from a one on one standpoint of what's, you know, what, what's the deal with, 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 with your anger, you know, and when I started that, I started, you know, going back to, okay, well, I have these emails from this person and, and from these jobs. Let me just send some things out to people who I knew uh, to let them know what I was doing and just go from there. And it's, it's so far, you know, it's, it's, it's been steady because people are now starting to take notice of what I'm doing and how serious I am about it because there's a need, you know, um, and there's several stories about you know, teenagers doing this and that and school shootings and stuff like that. Who's really sitting down or who's having sessions with the youth in terms of them finding out about self-control, emotional intelligence, uh, conflict resolution, impulsivity. You know, I, I just think some of these things uh, kids don't know and not that I'm gonna save everybody, but at least they'll have that knowledge of okay, well, I was thinking this, but perhaps I can do this to keep me out of this situation, you know, because everything doesn't deserve a reaction. You know, you have a split second to figure out, okay, well, this student did this to me, perhaps I should do this, you know, but before, well, this student did this to me, I'm going to react right now. Right. No, give yourself some time to think because you have to think before you act, you know, and I, I just think, all of the information and research that I've done, I just try and pour it into the youth, you know, and, and get healthy feedback and just give them something uh, that they can pass along to others. So let me let me tell you this. First of all, you're doing amazing work. This is I here's the thing. I know you know how important your work is, but I don't think you know how important your work is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let me yeah. let me explain what I'm saying to you. Let me explain. I'll tell you a little bit about me. This is about you, but I, I let me share something with you. Gotcha. So right. um, I ended up going through the justice system, right? Well into adulthood, right? I already have a doctorate and now I find myself like on probation, you know, and I'm taking this um, MRT class, right? I'm going through a divorce and it gets really messy. And, um, and so now I'm going to this class that's like, and I'm in, I'm in class and I'm like, my name is Amanda Akins and I'm blah, 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 blah. Right. And I'm like, damn, how the hell did I end up in this? Right. And, um, and you're literally one mistake away from watching your life crumble in front of you. At least that was my reality. Right. And, right. but looking around in, um, in this class that I was ordered to take while on probation. Right. I'm looking at the ladies in there and they've been in, in the classes over and over and over and again, right? And they've been through the system so many times. And the difference between them and I was really just access to resources, right? Uh, but one of the things we all had in common is that we all wish we had had that class back in high school. Mm -hmm. And it's exactly the things that you're talking about, right? No one went to walk away. No one went to call time out for yourself and so on and so forth. And, you know, as we say it right now, it seems very basic, but when you're in the heat of the moment, it's not, 
right? It's not, so you're not thinking about that. You're thinking, especially with this petty culture that we've developed, right? And we think it's so funny to be petty, right? And, 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 and we're excited to see how petty we are. You know what I'm saying? But we don't realize how being petty can um, force you really to go too far. And then you've gone further than you wanted to go. And now you find yourself in some mess that you didn't intend on being, right? Um, and so having those, those classes and those trainings that you're talking about really helps you to practice self-control and self-awareness at an early age. So when you come into adulthood, you don't run into all of these issues with domestic violence and challenges with you know, friends and family and so on and so forth, because you're learning very early on how to, uh, how to control yourself. You're learning your triggers. You're learning how your body responds when you've been triggered, right? So I just think your work is so important. Um, and, and you could really help, you know, a lot of people um, avoid the justice system as we, you know, get older and, you know, go through life and the experiences and stuff like that. So it's really important work. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and that's the, that's the whole goal. That's the whole goal, you know, to uh, feed as many and, and not excluding uh, females, not excluding them at all. I, mm -hmm. I, I work with both genders, you know, but I go hard, you know, at, at, at our young men because I just think it's just so valuable for them to know that you have to know these things. You know, you have to, it, it's, it's, it's for you to know how to navigate through life because it's not going to stop. You're a, young, you, you're a young man now, you know, at some point you will be, you know, a, 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 an adult. Right. But you want to get as much information as you can now as as you are a youth. So that way, you know, when you do become an adult, you're not doing the same things that you might have done when you were, uh, you know, a teenager. You, you, you've grown, you've shown that growth and you're able to handle situations a lot differently than you did before because somebody has given you the tools to be able to handle situations, self-control. That's I, I punch on that really hard because, you know, you're going to be tested about a lot of things, you know, going through life, you know, whether it's in the classroom and the teacher gives you a bad grade, you know, rightfully so. Yes, you're going to get angry about it because you feel as though you uh, should have gotten a different grade or you worked hard to get that particular grade and it just didn't work out for you. You know, it's OK to be uh, angry, but you have to know that along with that healthy emotion, because that's what anger is, uh, you have to have that self-control. You can't spaz out and wanna send threats to the teacher because you know she might have graded it wrong or whatever. You can have a, 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 a resolve it in a, in a positive way. Okay, well, where did I go wrong with that particular test, with the grade? You know, uh, what could I do for next time? And with that positive information, you will be able to knock it out the next time. You know, and right there, that leaves no consequence because both of you came to a common ground. I know exactly where I went wrong. She, uh, he or she took time to show you what's what. You took that piece of information and now next time you're gonna go a lot harder or study a lot harder for you to get that particular grade that you want and all as well, you know? So I just think with every situation, self-control has to come into the forefront because you're gonna be tested on so many different things or you know, once you do become an adult, you know, and I kind of get personal with them, bills are going to kick in, 
you may not get that job that you want. Uh, you know, relationships, things like that. You have to have self-control because the thing is, once it, once it's there's no self-control, then other things come into the picture. You know, you 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 lose focus. Uh, you may do something that you uh, will regret later, but then there are the consequences. You know, and sometimes every consequence uh, you can't get out of, or there's nobody to help you get out of that. Right. So I just really dig deep with our youth for them to know every piece of information that they need to know that way moving forward they can take the proper steps to do the right thing right so it's it sounds like in addition to encouraging your students to um, manage their own emotions you're also encouraging them to do a lot of inner reflections right you're sending them within to take a look at why they're feeling the way they are towards any particular experiential person absolutely Okay. Okay. That's, that's amazing stuff because you know, most adults doesn't even want to do right. inner reflection work. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So if we can get the kids doing it, you know, I mean, we're onto something. So that's amazing work for sure. <laughs> if, we can get, if we can get some of the parents too, you know, but I, I mean, who's talking, you know, it is what it is, but. Right, yeah. right. <laughs> Let me know if you figure out how to get the parents to do some inner reflecting because we can use that model across the board for adults in general. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because I mean, if you want to get to the nucleus, you know, and, and working with working with kids and working in the school system, you, you kind of see where he or she gets that anger from, you know, because it has a stem from somewhere. Either either something is going on in the household or uh, mom or dad is always angry. So it just, you know, and kids are sponges. So things that they see, you know, they want to recreate what they saw at home or it's just embedded in them or they take a lot, you know, from when they leave the, uh, the household to go to school. You know, they've soaked up so much that's going on in the house to where it's it's in them now, you know, and a lot of times kids don't, you know, they let it out through frustration and just acting on impulse. So it goes back to what you said about triggers. You know, uh, some some kids have those triggers to where they've, they've put up with so much at home to where the littlest things that their classmate may say, not anything in a negative way, but it's just they've held so much in to the point where I wish somebody would say something and then it just pours out. And it's not the student's fault who said something to the other student. It's just that they have so much built up to where they just want to let it out. And that it was just that one particular thing that was said. Right. So, so um, in your program, Calm, are you working with students to um, understand like the trauma that they're dealing with in order to better understand themselves and where they are like present time? Right. Absolutely. So that's, you know, the, the self-awareness aspect, um, the trauma and, and triggers, you know, I kind of uh, put it all together because, um, you know, at some point not saying and I tell them, you know, when we're doing sessions, you don't have to, you know, bring it all out today, you know, but I try and uh, peel back the layers is what I say uh, to try and figure out, you know, who they are. I don't want to dive right in. Well, what's your problem? You know, why are you so angry or why do you have different moods and emotions, things like that? I want to get to know who you are first and try and peel back the layers of, you know, if it's Sarah. OK, well, Sarah is in the seventh grade. You know, she likes math, 
but she dislikes reading. Okay, we're, we're getting somewhere, you know, and I'm, I, I kind of uh, slowly but surely figure out who they are and then get to some things that, you know, not necessarily personal, but, you know, tell me a little more about yourself. And they gradually, you know, are able to tell me some things. And then, you know, I may have some questions additionally, and they kind of slowly but surely tell me things that they're, you know, angry about or what, what are some things that are going on in the household. And from there, it, it not necessarily psychological, but they've kind of started to open up because they're sharing things that they really, they don't even realize that they're sharing with me now that they might not have said two or three days ago to someone, someone different, you know, so it's just like getting them to open up and then they realize, okay, I'm, I'm starting to pour out some things and then they become comfortable. And I just, you know, it's, it's about expressing yourself because the more you get out and the more you put out, you're not uh, going off so much on a fellow classmate or a teacher or mm -hmm. a guidance counselor, you know, because you were able to gradually just pour, you know, pour your heart out about what you're feeling. Right. And a lot of, a lot of times that's just, that's all that the, that the uh, child needs, you know, just someone to talk to, but someone to understand or not feel attacked. You know, why is he asking all of these questions, things like that? You know, it's a, it's a gradual uh, concept, you know, that I try and do just to get them to open up. Well, and I, I, I appreciate your, um, your approach as well, right? Because you're helping the students to understand the distinction between who they are and what's happened to them, right? And not seeing what's happened to them as who they are, because that's not who they are. That's, right. you know, you're not, just because, you know, you come from um, um, some type of marginalized community doesn't mean that's who you are. That's just your circumstance at the time and it doesn't define who you are. So the, your approach is definitely teaching um, students that, which is interesting because I don't know if you've ever read this book by, um, I believe it's Oprah and Dr. Bruce. I think that's his name. And the book is called um, What What Happened to You or some, something along those lines, right? And in that book, that, they're talking a lot about understanding or asking the question, um, what happened to you versus like uh, what's wrong with you or something like that, right? And right. it sounds like your approach is doing exactly that where, you know, and that's why you're able to make that distinction between what the student experienced versus who the student is. And that's why you're, you know, you're focused on, well, tell me who you are first, right? Before we get into what's happening with you and the things that you've been exposed to, you know, because they're completely different, right? They're completely different. And you're teaching that student value, right? And recognizing their own value and stuff. Right. And, and, and I just think uh, from an approach of going right into what we're going to talk about anger and conflict and things like that, you're going to hit a wall. <laughs> that just shows them you don't care anything about me. Right. You, right. Know, you, don't, you don't know me. You don't know my experiences, what I'm feeling, things like that, you know, because we have to take a step back and, and look or put ourselves in their shoes. If you come direct, you know, with what the subject matter may be, um, I'm going to kind of shut down or not really want to talk about it because, okay, do you know who I am? Do you know this? Do you know that? So I, 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 I want to get to know who you are, you know, your likes, dislikes, uh, let's say, you know, what movies do you like? Things like that to, 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 to make you feel comfortable. Then, 
gradually they'll start, you know, telling you some things and then we can kind of dive into conflict resolution and uh, impulsivity and uh, have you ever been angry before? You know, and yes, I've been angry before. Okay, well, tell me about it. Things like that, because now you've opened them up from the previous questions of getting to know who they are. Mm-hmm. So that 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 approach I've I've found successful because again, you're getting to know them, you know, and it doesn't hurt to uh, let them know who you are as well. You right. know, hey, listen, when I was 17, I did this. You know, uh, when I got to college, I did this. You know, and you'll get a laugh or two, but you you you're opening, you're making them feel comfortable because you're just like them. Or you were just like them at one point, you know, teenage stage and you did this and I got angry at this when I was, you know, so you you you, you want to build that bond and that connection. If there's no connection, you, you're not going to get through to them and they'll and they'll decide to get comfortable with you when they feel like it. And now it's just it's dead silence. So. So yeah. it sounds like you're doing a lot of work to develop trust as well with the students. Right, right. And you, you, you have to because, you know, we're, we're talking about uh, a subject where they may just be feeling that particular way, you know, they may have anger issues, you know, but you don't want to look at them in terms of, okay, well, that's an angry, angry black girl or angry black boy or Latino, whatever the case is. You don't want to see them in that way because that's not the, that's not the goal. The goal is to get them to understand uh, okay, well, I did it one way. Well, let's try it this way and let's see how successful you'll be doing it this way. And, and, and we continue to try it. And of course, you want to tell them that it's not going to happen overnight. If you were angry about something that uh, Joe did to you in, in class and, you know, your job is to kind of, okay, well, take a deep breath or take a walk, things like that. That's not going to happen overnight, you know, but the more you practice it, you're going to see that what that particular student did to you, it's not even that big of a deal, you know, and that kept me from, let's say, getting suspended, getting expelled, things like that. You know, you want to be the bigger person and you're not, you're not necessarily soft because you took a, uh, the high road. It's just a smarter way of doing it. So here's the thing. You just said something that um, I think we should go back and clarify, right? Because it was actually pretty dope. And um, I'd like to hear how you explained this to us because you didn't say, you don't want to treat them like that. You said you don't want to see them like that. There's a big difference with the two, right? What is right. the difference? Well, I, when I say I, I don't want to see them, I mean, I don't see them that way. Like I don't, my mind is not focused on, let's say the information that the parent might've given me if I'm doing a one-on-one session with a particular uh, youth. My mind is totally blocked off of what that parent might've told me. I'm just more focused on them getting a chance to understand uh, about the subject matter, you know, for them to take it in and practice on what, you know, what I'm giving them. I don't see, I don't, I, I don't see them as that angry girl or boy, you know, it's just, let's focus on me getting to know you, you getting to know me. And we're, this is the foundation and what we're trying to do. You know, I don't see you as that person that, let's say your parent might've described you as, you know, we, we, we're coming in, it's coming in as a clean slate. Right, so, so in a sense, a student comes in with no baggage to you, but, to but you're still somehow unpacking that baggage, but it's not, 
it's almost like an amnesty program, right? Where it's like nothing you've done up until this moment matters. It matters because we're gonna unpack it, but it doesn't impact the way we view you. Right, you, see the thing is like, I, I'm, I'm approaching it with a clean slate, but the more I peel those layers back, they'll eventually uh, uh, release what they're feeling and what they are going through. And some of the things that the parent might've told me, they may uh, discuss that as well, but I'm, I'm not approaching it in that way to where, hey, well, your mom or your dad mentioned that this, that, and the other, you know, and sometimes that can backfire on, on you as well, because, you know, they may approach it as, ah, oh, well, they told you this or that or what, you know, and then you, you get the dead silence again, because they might not have wanted the parent to reveal that or wanted me to know that. So it's just, I'm coming to you, you know, uh, from an instructor standpoint, but we're going to uh, get to know each other. And then as the uh, uh, layers are peeled, you're releasing some of the things uh, that you're feeling. And then we can, then we can address that. You so know, you're allowing a student to tell their own story from their own, right. their own perspective. Absolutely. Cause, right. and, and with that, it makes it so much easier for you as the, uh, as the teacher per se, because you're sitting back and allowing them to, to speak and express how they feel. You don't want to approach it to where you're doing all the talking. Hey, we're going to do this and you need to know that. No, you want to sit. First, you want to you want to listen. That's that's the thing, because I feel as though with you sitting back and listening, that's building trust as well, because you are allowing them to have that floor to speak on what they're feeling. Right. And from that, you could, you know, give your peace and advice and uh, as far as, okay, well, hey, listen, you did it this way. Why don't we try it this way? And let's see uh, what the result may be from that. And you want to tell them why, you know, and you do want to tell them it takes practice. It's, it's not going to happen overnight. I do understand. You want to use certain words. I do understand, you know, um, that this kid is bullying you in school or what have you, you know, what was your approach you know, when it first happened, you know, and it may be uh, something negative, um, you know, and then I can give my piece, but I also want to, you want to sit back and listen as to everything that they're going through, you know, and their approach to what they would do next. And then I can gradually come in and, you know, we go over bits and pieces of things that they should know. Hmm. I like that. There's a quote, um, I can't remember who, I can never remember names. I need to do better. Um, but there's a quote that talks about, you know, we need more people telling their stories, right? And um, in essence, you know, that's what you're doing with your students. You're teaching them not just to tell their stories, but you're teaching them how to rewrite their stories and to change their narratives, right? Because up until this point, um, it sounds like your students have had less than favorable outcomes. And so now you're teaching them to grab a hold of like their own circumstances, you know, even as a child, right? Where it's like, well, you do have some type of control. Everything isn't out of your control, right? So um, your, your situation might not be ideal, but how you, how you present yourself in it, how you react to it is still up to you. And, you know, and it doesn't have to stay this way. 
but these are the things you need to do. This is the way you need to approach it in order for you to, you know, eventually remove yourself from this type of dynamic. And so it sounds like that's a lot of the work that you're doing with, you know, just helping students to rewrite their narratives and stuff like that. Right. Absolutely. And, and, you know, with anger, again, what I tell them is it's not, you know, it's, it's a healthy emotion and it's healthy because we all get angry. Mm-hmm. Everybody. I don't, I don't, it doesn't matter who you talk to. If somebody tells, you no, they're, they're lying. We, <laughs> we all get angry for one reason or another, but it becomes unhealthy when you, when it's uncontrollable and you can't control your emotions and how you feel, you know? So again, always be, uh, uh, mindful of, you know, you being angry, but knowing what steps to take to kind of get yourself back to a, a, a calm place to where you, you could think rationally and, and be able to move forward and do some of the things that you need to do. Because again, if you just stay angry, you know, one day, two day, you know, it's going to start affecting you uh, health wise. It's going to uh, start uh, affecting you, whether it's your job, whether, you know, you're in school, you're not doing your schoolwork the same way you used to, because it's just, it's, it's all in your mind of what you were angry about two or three days ago. And you just, you're not going to allow yourself to move forward. Right. You know, and you, right. and you need to move forward in whatever situation you're in, job, school, what have you. Uh, talk about it. Because when you're angry, you can still talk to talk about it and talk to someone. And, and you know, it's nothing more than venting. Get it, get it out, you know, and then do what you need to do after, whether it's take a walk, go to the gym, box, what have you. But you'll feel a lot better because you were able to talk to someone, get it out, move on, squash it with the person who you, you know, were upset about uh, or upset at. And it's a done deal. But when you keep it balled up, that's when the triggers start. That's when, you know, your mind starts playing tricks on you and you want to move forward with those negative thoughts. But one thing that comes into play is always consequences. Mm. Mm. So how do you deal with students that's not able or that does not identify their emotions as anger? Or do you run into those students? Um, Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and especially at, at school, because, uh, and I'll tell you about a situation that happened a few weeks back. So uh, this kid, I, I don't I don't know him, but I've seen him around campus because uh, my school is a K through eight. So I deal on the uh, elementary level, but I may run into some middle schoolers every now and again. So this particular kid, I see him around, but I don't know him personally. So there was an incident to where uh, he was walking, he was, you know, crying, but the upset, you know, crying, not just, you know, from being sad, but just being so angry and mad that it just made him be just that emotional where he started crying. So I, you know, pulled him to the side. Hey, listen, you know, what's going on? And he said, you know, well, this lady, you know, and she just so happened to be in the hallway as well. He pointed to her. She gave me three detentions. And, you know, I was like, you know, three detentions, you know, so that's, that sounds serious. You know, what, what's going on? Um, so she, you know, chimed in and she mentioned that, um, you know, he's, you know, walking away from me when I'm talking to him. So, you know, he's getting three detentions. 
Now, of course, my mind traveled to the part where why does he need three for just walking away? You know, let's let's kind of get to the bottom of this. So, you know, I pulled him to the side. I walked with him, you know, away from her because anything that she might have said may have triggered more anger into the situation that's already set in place. So I said, listen, you know, what is it? What exactly, you know, did you do? And he said, well, she was talking to me and, you know, I didn't really want to listen to what she was talking about. So I decided to walk away. Well, I was like, well, you know, key thing is she might've said something to you that might've been important, you know, but you decided to walk away. And now you've missed all of that information that she, she gave you, Mm -hmm. you know, and of course it's not good to walk away from someone who's talking to you, especially an adult, you know? Um, and I asked him, do you think you handled that situation in a good way? You know, and he said, no, but she shouldn't have given me the three detentions. I'm like, you know, rightfully so, that's a bit excessive. However, you know, she's of an authority figure. She, she's also an adult. Let's turn the tables to where if it was your mom, would you walk away from her if she were talking to you about anything no i i wouldn't i'm like okay you know let you have to walk the fine line when you're in school you have teachers you have administration they're trying to give you the best possible uh information and schooling that you need you can't really handle situations your way you it it has to be one way and you have to respect that because everybody has a job to do so the more i you know started peeling back those, you know, those layers, you know, he, he started to settle down and I said, okay, well, let's try this, you know, like, just, just take a deep breath, you know, take, take one deep breath, take another, hold the last one, you know, and then just let it out. And I said, you know, what we're going to do, I'm going to, I'm going to personally walk you back to class, you know, and as I walked him back to class and then that's when I started, you know, peeling back more uh, layers in terms of, you know, so what's your name? You know, what sport do you like and stuff like that. And kids like that because it's like, oh, he's trying to, you know, he wants to get to know who I am. Yeah. He doesn't know, he doesn't know me, but he's asking, you know, and, and just to fast forward every time I see him now, you know, Hey, Mr. Rogers, how you doing? You know, and stuff like that. Um, Or if I see him, you know, hey, how's it going today? Everything good in class and stuff like that? Yeah, everything's good. I said, listen, you know, if you, I know you have a guidance counselor, but if you don't want to talk to him, you know, if you see me somewhere, stop me, you know, we can talk. Or if you're having problems with that same teacher, you know, come talk to me or ask. So you're also an advocate. You're also serving as an advocate for your students. Yeah, I, I, I I just try and, I, I just try and, the thing is, I don't want to, my biggest thing, being that it's a it's a mixed race of staff, I don't want to have them to label him in terms of the meltdown that he had by them quickly saying, okay, well, he's just another angry black boy. I don't want I don't want that tag to him. I won't tell him that, but I just don't want people to see our our kids in that way, you know. And rightfully so, again, we all get angry, but I don't want them placing that uh, that on him. Right. So. 
you know, one of the things you mentioned was, you know, teaching, teaching your students these breeding techniques, right? And so in essence, you're sort of, sort of teaching them a lot about like, you know, you're teaching them like meditation practices, right? And um, how to, you know, calm themselves down and stuff like that. Um, how are your students handling that? Like in your absence, is that something they're practicing when you're not around? Is that something you guys talk about? It's interesting you say that because, and again, when you mentioned I'm doing things, but not, not understanding that I'm doing it on such a grand scale. Yeah. So, you know, again, I, I teach K through five. So one day I just, I did that with kindergarten because they're, they're rambunctious. They, they don't really know, you know, they're just, they're excited, you know, and they're all over the place. So one morning I came in and just, Without thought, I said, you know, we're going to do something different today, you know, and I said, you know, you guys have to sit down, you got to relax, you know, you guys are typically all over the place, let's, let's try something different. So I had them to do the uh, deep breathing technique, but we did, we, we did it three times. And after that, they would just, you know, they were mellow for the 40 minutes that I, that I was in there. But the interesting thing is, every day after that, you know, I would, without me even thinking about it, I would start doing things on the board, but they would stop me, Mr. Rogers, we're not going to do the deep, you know, and I took a pause because it's like, now that's something that they they enjoy. They may not fully understand it, but they're looking forward to doing something different and they don't realize how important that is for, for them as well as it is for me. Right. So um, I just, I just find things that, you know, and it comes out of, well, I won't say it comes out of the sky, but I, I know it's God telling me, okay, you, you need to do this or do that. Because a lot of times things that I do in a classroom, I do it on the fly, but I'll sit back and be like, well, that was, that was very helpful for them. That's something that they needed. And it wasn't even a part of my lesson plan, you know, and I, I, I get so fascinated by that to where I have an excellent day from, from, from there on out, because it's like, wow, where did that come from? you know, but it was something that they needed, so. Delvin, you've shared some, um, you, you've shared some really life-changing work with us, right? I'll tell you this, um, as a troubled teen myself, because I was, I would have benefited a lot from your program. Um, so I definitely support the work that you're doing, and I, um, I hope to see you become really successful doing it. Um, before we start wrapping up, because we're getting close to time and I want to be respectful of your time. Um, I know we've talked a lot about the work that you're doing, but can you, if you were to summarize your, your projects, right, maybe give us some bullet points on what your projects are so that, um, you know, our community partners, um, could become aware of, you know, the exact work that you're doing. How would you summarize that work? What are the projects you're working on? Um, I would summarize it by saying that I'm, you know, just staying completely uh, involved with community, schools, parks and recreations, Department of Juvenile Justice. I, I just want to gather as many kids up as possible just to give them the proper tools that they need in order to navigate through life and in a positive way, because I just, again, I just saw it as a need for youth to understand about anger management. And I just saw it as a void because 
it's not being talked about in schools. Uh, it's not being talked about in the communities. And you see that through situations that are going on in the communities. You know, again, shootings, killings, you know, it's usually our, our uh, teens that are doing this, but you know, where is this anger coming from? You know, to pick up a gun, to shoot another person, whether it be another teen or you're shooting an adult, where is this anger coming from? There's, there's something that's not there. And again, in schools, it's not being addressed. You know, and I'm not saying that I'm trying to go into every school and I'm going to change every kid that's there, but at least they'll have that foundation or at least uh, uh, some knowledge to be able to sit back and think about it and recognize that, okay, well, the way I did it uh, was not the most effective way. Perhaps I should start practicing on uh, the way that Mr. Rogers said it, or, you know, if there's a, a teacher of substance at their school, who's, you know, also giving them those tools, perhaps I should do it their way, you know, because I keep getting suspended. Uh, I only have one more shot before I don't have a school to go to. Perhaps I need to clean up a little bit or not react the same way I would react about this situation or that situation. So my whole thing is I just want to, uh, you know, feed these kids with as much positive information uh, as possible, that way they can take it and pass it along to someone else, and it just goes on and goes on, and and that's important, and that's what's lacking in the communities because it, it's one way. If I gather information and I'm holding on to it, and I'm not passing it along, then I'm I'm cheating the community. Absolutely. That's my thought. Absolutely. And that's, that's how I see it, because if you're not, you know. Uh, reaching out your hand for somebody else to grab it, to take that information and, you know, continue it, you're cheating the communities because, you know, nobody would have that information that you have, you right. know, and it's just, it's, it's valuable. It needs to be out there. Uh, our kids need it. And again, as they grow, you know, they can remember those tools and, and pass it along to their kids and their kids can pass it along and things like that. That's just, that's my whole that's that's my whole makeup for for what I'm doing. Yeah, it's a, it sounds like you're developing young leaders for sure. And, you know, on top of that, you're open to working with any agency that that supports kids. It sounds like you're willing to work with them as well. So um, so that's really good. So viewers, I hope you guys are hearing that right if you're working with kids it sounds like Del Delvin want to work with you for sure um so you know it, it sounds like you're doing really amazing work in the community and so I really appreciate the work that you're doing um you know and the, the impact that you're having on the lives that you're changing um within our communities and with our students um like I said you know had I had I you know, participated in, in your program, you know, when I was 13 and 14 years old, my life probably would have looked differently, right? Um, and so many of us as well. Um, so, so thank you so much for doing that. Um, if our viewers wanted to connect with you, how do we connect with you on social media? Where are you? What are your handles? Like, tell us everything. All right, cool. So uh, Facebook, you could uh, find me, same name, Delvin Rogers, just, you know, look it up, uh, search box. Uh, Instagram, uh, you can find me, it's uh, calm, that's c.a.l.m247. So that's at c.a.l.m247, uh, all, all together. Um, 
and my email rogers.delvin at yahoo.com or rogers.delvin at com-247.com. Okay. Um, and, uh, you know, you could look me up e either way, you know, you could, I'm, I'm not hard to find and um, ask questions. You know, I have the, the answers. If you, you know, you feel as though your child needs, you know, uh, you see some things that your child, you know, is going through and they may not be as expressive to you uh, that you'd like, you know, then you could tell me about, you know, what you're, uh, what you're feeling, you know, and we can go from there. Uh, I have uh, a complete curriculum, you know, with uh, multiple uh, sessions, you know, and it's up to the parent how many sessions they want. Um, and with those sessions, it has bullet points in terms of several things that they may see uh, that their child is experiencing, you know, and uh, from one of those bullet points, hey, okay, well, I see my child experiencing this, we can go right into that. I'll have that as my sole focus. But again, you know, like I said, I don't go into it uh, pinpointing, okay, well, your mom or dad told me you have this issue. I just, I want to get to know who you are. And then gradually we'll get into that, to that point. And that's just, that's the most effective way. That's the way uh, it works. And the child will be expressive, right? a lot more expressive to you. Yeah, thank you so much for sharing that. But before we go, you'll have to tell us what 247 stands for. We can't leave without knowing that. Well, um, here's the interesting thing, because again, when I got the certificate, you know, with youth and, and anger management, you know, and of course you, you wanna start a, a, an LLC, but you have to come up with a name. So I'm like, okay, well, if I'm touching anger management, you know, what can be a catchy name it just it it has to be it has to be catchy you right. know so I, I went through i got a notepad i went through about 10 10 names and f again all graces from god calm hit me but then i already had the acronym in place so when i had the acronym in place you know control anger limit madness because at the end of the day you want to limit that madness you know from your anger but then I'm like, calm. And I'm like, bingo, because we're talking about anger, but ultimately you want to be able to calm yourself down. And then with the 247, that's just, you want to remain seven. calm. Yeah, you want to remain you calm. Calm 24 seven, that is actually yeah. dope. <laughs> and, and, and it just hit me and I'm like, I'm going with that. You know, I'm, I, I'm just gonna go with that because after a while, people will get it, they, they'll get it. You know, yeah, it's an, it's an acronym, but we're talking anger management and the handle is is calm. You, you, they'll get it, you know? And I, at first I'm like, I may be a little corny, but I'm like, I like it, you know? Hey, and, hey, if, if, if your people are as slow as I am, <laughs> it took me an hour, right? You started explaining, I was like, oh, 24 seven. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just, you wanna be calm 24 seven, you know? Um, but you definitely want to control that anger and, and limit that madness. Right, uh, right. <laughs> so, so yeah, you, you I mean- you I, know, I figured you, it out eventually after yeah, like yeah, an I, hour. I mean, it, you, listen, you're not, the, you're not the first person to ask me, well, what is that? What, what, you know, where did that come from? Or, you know, what does it mean? You know, and it's, it's kind of self-explanatory, but at the same time, I, I love explaining it because as I break it down, 
then they're like, ah, okay, I like it. I like it. So, right. Yeah. Because for you, it was inspired, right? It was, it was something that was inspired that came to you. And, you know, that's how you came into that name. Oh, of course. Of course. Yeah. And, it's, you know, again, you know, when you have, when you have a business and you're trying to grow and you want to uh, sow your seed out there into the community, you know, a lot of times you, you need things that will catch people's eye or just something different from the norm, you know? Um, and I just think calm fits the perfect situation, you know, with, with anger, calm. Calm 24 seven. Yeah. Absolutely. 24-7. Hey, I'm here for it, man. I'm yeah. here for it. Um, so thanks for turning our students into little Zen people. We could definitely um, do with more of, you know, just some calm folks around. There's been a lot of madness going on. So um, thanks for the work you're doing to help to mitigate that that madness, right? In um, on your end of the globe or your side of the globe. Um, so thank you so much for your time. Um, I'll go ahead and end here. So if you have anything else that you want to tell our people, you can just go ahead and um, share that with us before we just come to a close. Um, no, just, uh, you know, with, with, with all the information that I gave out, you know, don't be afraid to look me up and, and ask questions. I'm, I'm available. I'm always on my phone checking uh, my emails and, you know, different parents that, that email me about different things or uh, different community organizations that reach out and want me to come to uh speak with kids so don't don't be afraid to you know friend request me on facebook or ig I, I i'm i'm here for it you know and i'm here to give that information and you know whatever i can do to help the help the world out and and help the situation when it comes to our youth you know um i think i've been in the shadows you know for for years now and i'm you know i'm i, I feel comfortable now stepping up and, and taking the, 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 the platform and, and doing some great things in the community. It's just, I'll put it this way, it's, it's my time to step up. Absolutely, absolutely. Thank you so much, Delvin. Um, we'll end on that note. Um, friends, be sure to follow him um, on social media.